Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here this week talking about episode 626, Life in the Third Person, part six one. 626? Yeah, this is a good one. My um, predictions on the previous episode, not correct at seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna get that out of the way. Okay, all right. <laughs> Andrew's retreating on yep, his Yep, on I, his will, I will <laughs> gladly own my faults in the past and say I was wrong. I guessed wrong. <laughs> uh, but hey, not, I It's am, not over yet. Andrew. I was pleasantly surprised, though, and I'm excited <laughs> to talk about this episode with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the eighth episode on album 49, Sky's the Limit. Actually, weirdly, the album is called The Sky's The Limit, Mm -hmm. which is annoying to me. Yeah. The Sky's The Limit is, it should just be Sky's The Limit. Or The Sky Is The Limit, if you want to sound like a cop. Yeah, The Sky Is The Limit, I think, is really what they should have done if we're going to include all of the I don't the think we need grammar. both thes. I think no, it should we just don't. be sky's the limit. Yeah. This doesn't need to be a the Transformers the movie scenario. Mm-hmm. Certainly not. You can there make... was a, okay, High School Musical, the reunion, no, the it's road like... trip, the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, but like, they are leaning into it because they also did High School Musical, the series, the musical or whatever yes. on, yeah. on Disney yeah. Plus. So like, yeah, they're at least somewhat self-aware, but... It... I hope so. I really hope they don't think it's, like, a genuinely good marketing strategy, but we're yeah. talking about it, so maybe it is. Hey, look at that. Crazy. Free ad um, space. The uh, the episode aired November 3rd of 2007, so this is six months after Only By His Grace, which we talked about last week, um, and uh, notably written and directed by Paul McCusker. Yeah, what? I mean, I it's a banger. It's very good. McCusker is definitely talented enough to give us an episode like this, but I could have sworn it was Buchanan behind this. I, right, I kind of wish it was. There's some stuff we can get into it, and I think I was maybe colored by knowing going in, like, this is the, this one's McCusker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, like, more clued in to, oh, where, yeah, where does it lack some emotional depth or whatever where maybe it could could do better but also still a good episode and as we've talked about many times we don't fully know how the writer's room of adventures and odyssey works but there's a good chance that like kathy buchanan still had input like i don't think these people are like the sole authors of their of their episodes 
I I wouldn't be surprised if Paul McCusker was the the kind of individual who would get himself into a scene that he had to write and know that um, Kathy Buchanan or somebody like that uh, would have better language. And the language that um, Connie uses in this episode when she's talking to Mandy, and, and we'll get into it, seems very intentional and specific right. in a way that, like, I'm... I'm thoroughly impressed if McCusker came up with it on his own, and if not, it definitely came from Kathy. Right. That that is that is my feeling as well. Is like the Connie and Mandy stuff is very very good, and as yeah, McCusker doesn't have the best track record of writing <laughs> no, Connie. Not at all. Granted, like even like no nobody has a good track record writing Connie. Even Kathy Buchanan, who we think generally does a good job, wrote Connie and Do or Die It. True. Which is, like, not great Connie. No, certainly not. Definitely playing on the tropes. So, so yeah. She, she's a hard character to handle. Mm-hmm. In that she's a woman. <laughs> Duh. So unreasonable <laughs> with their biological differences oh, and perhaps God. superior multitasking skills. <laughs> um... Other, otherwise, uh, hit, hitting on cast here, um, we have a, a couple returning people who you guys will know from coverage of other stuff we've done. So uh, the nurse is played by uh, Laurie Tritel, who is um, uh, plays Doctor Graham. Oh, okay, and, that's why she sounded so familiar. Yep. So she so, has doctor voice, apparently. Right. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think I think we joked in those episodes that she got married and became a doctor because yeah. she goes from Nurse Fillmore to Doctor Graham. But, um, but yeah. And then we also we've got a couple honestly people who are in newer episodes who we've mm-hmm. talked about, which is interesting. Of like this yeah. is pre the reboot, but we still have like a lot of those people or whatever mm-hmm. so um uh fred Tatasior, who did uh bradford oh okay is is in this episode playing the um the real estate agent correct and it does kind of look like a real estate agent <laughs> and uh and bill mayer is also in it um who wow what did we cover him and oh that's right he's a long ago pool but he was uh he was in 60s something oh interesting we talked about him back in that time because he plays jim reeves like the the, yeah 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 yeah. in that Hmm. but but yeah so so just some some um, weirdly everyone who's appearing in this episode is a person we've covered though not for these characters and not for this arc it's just it just goes to show how many people Odyssey reuses and how many episodes we've done of this podcast. Yeah, definitely that second one. <laughs> I mean, it is it's interesting that the show has taken the turn where the value that we provide is almost just in the sheer quantity of episodes that we have. So it used to be that like, okay, we're covering episodes that we like and we provide you know, colorful commentary, hopefully, over it. Um, but now it's like, pick your favorite episode of Adventures in Odyssey. The Wadfam Chalkpods probably covered it. So <laughs> if you want to revisit it, come along. Uh, yeah. You know. We, what, what episode is this of the we, show? We try, we try to be 
of of our show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean like the one sixties. Uh, this is right around one sixty. It might yeah. be one fifty eight or something. Okay, there you go. But yeah, we uh, much like Paul are trying to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, it's going very well. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, that is the struggle of I think everyone doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How hard do we lean into the niche versus how hard do we lean into uh, marketability? Yeah. Is that just a podcasting thing? I mean, it's definitely emphasized in podcasting. Yeah, I feel like podcasting really caters to niches. Yes, certainly. Um, In a way that yeah general social media use and like YouTube does, but like YouTube explore page isn't going to spit out anything in your niche until you've really committed to that. Sure. I, I'm not I'm not, not a heavy YouTube user. When I do go on YouTube, mm-hmm. I go to my subscriptions feed. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, That's all I've ever really yeah, done with I YouTube. Know. I don't understand I people that... I think I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, that was the only way that I could understand how to use YouTube growing up. I was like, okay, so there's any video ever here... But only the videos I want to see are over here. So why wouldn't I just go there? Yeah. I mean, and as a result, like, I haven't discovered anything new on YouTube in... Forever. A decade. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> not, not quite, but, I don't know, five years? Like, I just watched the same... And I also spend very little time on YouTube. No. Good for you. I don't know how much it's done for me. I mean, look, I have good good YouTube memories. If anybody, mm-hmm. if anybody who's on YouTube wants to come on our podcast, you know, certainly, yeah, would never turn a deaf ear to a YouTuber yeah. who wants I to mean, talk about Odyssey. True, we, we've we've already done it. Yes, we have. Isaac Zimmerman, looking Friend at of the you, pod, just has a a new uh, video released about a 2022 Hyundai truck. Pretty interesting. I watched it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I clicked on it just to like it and show support. But I was like, wow, that is an interesting truck. <laughs> I agree. Those hubcap designs is kind of unique. <laughs> well, oh, I'm there so you glad go. We've gotten here. That's what you came here for, right, mm-hmm. folks? We don't even have to talk about the episode. Mm-hmm. We'll just roll the promo and get out of here. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, Mandy's parents face the most difficult decision. Well, Stephen left for Chicago last night, didn't he? That's right. Then you shouldn't be all right, should you? I mean, I'd be a basket case. Why aren't you a basket case? And Mandy has to cope with this new arrangement. And all she wants to do is fly away. (sighs) Be sure to listen to Adventures in Odyssey. So that music is too cheery. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you can definitely tell they're reusing bits from other area, like other moments in the show that have been kind of blended together. But yeah, definitely felt too cheery for the way that this episode begins, which uh, with the previous episode, too, is just initially with a recap of how bad everything is for Mandy yeah. and everything that's going on and their parents separation and the struggles of the emotion this recap definitely emphasizes prayer and all the people in her life that have been telling her and other people that prayer is really the only way out uh-huh. yeah it would be interesting to side by side it but I feel like the I feel like it is basically the same exact one that we got last episode as far as recap goes oh yeah yeah, I... There might be some added stuff, but it's very... It's treading very similar. Very similar. I actually am in- interested to see if they are the same. 
Yeah. Well, do do that research for next episode, Andrew. Yes, I will. The thing I think that promo does is kind of establish... Um, I'd be a basket case. How are you not a basket case? Oh, As yes. a new, uh, do you have a bucket on your head? No. <laughs> yeah. How are you not a basket case? I'd be a basket case. <laughs> oh, yeah. Elaine's use of, of the adjective, or I guess noun, basket case uh, in this situation is very poignant. <laughs> it strikes very close to the heart. Um, and then we get a wonderful wit intro, which... I don't want to give it too much attention, but it does bring me into this era of the show and it being album 49 and it being Paul Herlinger and everything. It's just bittersweet to hear again. We're like, oh yeah, he, he didn't do this all the time. And, and in the grand scheme odyssey, he really didn't do a ton of them. Like there's lots of other wit intros, but this one's, this one's mine. So that was Mm. nice. Yeah. It is the weird thing though, where it's like, why does this episode have a wit intro? No, not yeah. Also, it's the yes. default <laughs> intro, I guess. But they co- totally could have gotten away with a Connie intro. Yeah, no, I think considering that the- she plays a good role in this episode. Well, wit's not in it at all. Correct. <laughs> Correct. He's away on business, but he's Look, doing like the- I love you, Paul Herliger. Cash those checks, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it's you. He does have a pretty voice. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it, it doesn't make the most sense. Um, so, the important thing about this episode that I'm sure Dylan was waiting with bated breath to tell me is that a lot of it is narrated in the third person by the person. Um, so The person being Mandy. Yes, yes. Does anybody else have? Nope. No. Mandy, Mandy. Mandy is monologuing. Arya Curazon... <laughs> She made some money from this episode, or at least I hope so, because she knocked it out of the park, did a yeah. great job. Um, this is one of the weird Odyssey things that had a large impact on my life of, like, monologuing to my, like, taking the wrong message from this, but monologuing mm-hmm. to myself in the third person in that way. Oh, yeah. No, like definitely. That, like, <laughs> narrating your life was mm-hmm. definitely a thing I did as a child, and I will point to this episode as a crux of that. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, there is there is a balance to be made between, like, romanticizing your life, especially as a child, and, and you know, I think uh, narration can express complex emotions in a way that... Uh, like helps you to process them even if obviously it's not shared with anybody else so if you get up in this like this first scene mandy wakes up and she's narrating to herself and she's running through all these emotions trying to figure out which one she feels like and that's very healthy emotional recognition is great and unfortunately she lands on apathy but like she recognizes it and she uses a bunch of big words too which of course, it's Mandy. She's a great writer. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I love I love that. I love the editing herself as mm-hmm. she's talking through it. I just, like, as a guy who, I don't know, especially as a child, was mm-hmm. very literary, read a ton, mm-hmm. obviously listened to a lot of Odyssey, you know, would journal, all this stuff. I feel like it flows very nicely into what it is that, like, Mandy is, and one of the reasons, like, I found her such an endearing and, like, relatable character is that level of, like, 
yeah i mean just like the the seeing yourself in them or whatnot or just being like oh yes like i yeah i can relate to or, or find enjoyment in you just like talking to yourself about yeah. it i feel like that's like the sort of thing i would do when like doing like long monotonous chores oh 100 of just like yep. i'm just fully in my head mm-hmm. in a way that like is i mean partially exclusive to like being a child mm-hmm. but i think also like just reminds me of a day when we like when i didn't always have something playing Mm -hmm. because like a thing i'm increasingly aware of is like time to myself with my own thoughts Mm. is basically like the shower and sometimes not even that yeah and so I'm like, I, so it's both like, a, it makes me nostalgic for being a kid, but mm-hmm. then also like, a, right, like nowadays, if I had to do, you know, out, be out mulching or something yeah. for hours and hours, I'd just plug in earbuds and listen to a podcast. Yeah. And have a great time and you're, right. you are entertained, right. but unfortunately entertainment and I'm a terrible person to say that because I'm constantly obsessed with being entertained, um, is not like doesn't help you process what needs to be processed in your life to to continue moving in a good direction yeah um and i hearing you say that definitely resonates with me too where it's like i've latched on so much to meditation and breathing and stretching and things like that for the absence of noise and Mm. and like the excitement of void if that makes sense or or just the the peace and quiet of like feeling comfortable in silence again because Mm -hmm. of so much of my life is just either noise that i create myself to drown out things or noise that is provided by other people to drown out anything that i'm trying to think about yeah no one of my one of my friends and potentially a future guest of the show but like recently was just talking to me and was like you should like you know take a couple hours and just like be like just not do anything and just be like alone with yourself and i truly am still like reeling from just like i don't even know what that would be or how that could happen yeah no 100 percent. like what would i do with nothing else for an hour other than sleep yeah Honestly, with no distraction like that, like you're not even like reading your Bible or something like that. Because when I when I put myself in those things in those situations, my first instinct is to do something productive, which is important and valuable. However, if you're always doing, and as we said, like the not doing is so important, and I I couldn't do that. I mean, yeah. Dylan watched me try to sit through a two hour movie last night, and I got up about three times, squirreling around, moving around, and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it is so so difficult. Um, but I think that like, especially tying it in biblically, what we learn from children is their perspective on the world and the limited wonder that they have and the capacity for wonder that they have. I think comes from having more unstructured time to be with themselves Mm. you know yeah 
Anyway, yeah. back to Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. So so Mandy is just, just talking to herself about the stuff that she's been dealing with. Um, yeah, lands on the fact that she feels apathetic. She talks about the fact that Liz is away for the weekend, which mm-hmm. I was so bummed about. I yeah, was like, right? no, did we only get one episode with Liz in this arc? That's just a shame. Well, she's saying it's a Saturday, but she doesn't really care because her best friend's gone. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her her mom is going to a, a women's retreat at the mm-hmm. Timothy Center, which is brave. Mm-hmm. Is what my yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I was very surprised. <laughs> that is uh not does it isn't always the most warm and welcoming environment especially for someone who is currently going through some in the middle of something huge. Yes, certainly. And I am glad that Elaine is somebody that makes her feel safe enough and that she feels like comfortable with it cuz it doesn't seem like she's denying that but it does make a lot of sense the events that take place later in the episode where she gets kind of triggered by stuff that the pastor's saying Mm -hmm. which can't wish to talk about yep really looking forward to that part of this discussion can't wait for the future (laughs) the other the other setup about the uh um off the top kind of about what's going on on this this weekend is uh steven and david are in chicago Mm -hmm. um apartment shopping yes yeah they're house looking, shopping looking for a new house and uh the scene kind of goes out on mandy just being resigned like there's nothing to say it is what it is and that's a mentality that <laughs> knocked me on my butt when i heard her say that i was like oh gosh i just listened to her recognizing that this was depression and then i just heard myself say you know like it is what it is which is very it's a very easy response to have for things that are out of your control mm. and what you feel helpless. Um, but it isn't the most effective. You can deny responsibility, which is good, and you can separate yourself from the outcome, which can be good and self-preserving. But if all you do is take yourself out of a one ditch with a bunch of other people that are having problems and put yourself in another ditch where there's nobody else having mm. problems. You're still in a ditch. <laughs> yep. Well, well said. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Me and my ditch analogies. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And then the next scene is right. It's uh, Rachel and Elaine going to the retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Elaine, Elaine picks her up. They're going, it's just a one day retreat, which mm-hmm. is, interesting yeah does that qualify as a retreat i don't know they call it a seminar later which makes more sense yeah that does make more sense but but yeah she's just she's a yeah a concerned friend Mm -hmm. doing a decent job of that and Mm -hmm. i but the thing i really respect is rachel in this scene and i think just like that performance from vanessa marshall being Mm -hmm. really good as well of her being resigned and like pretty level-headed through this Mm -hmm. of like she's not she's not being put on the defense or attacking back at elaine with emotion Mm -hmm. as she kind of like peers into her life yeah she's just kind of like yeah like you know none of us would have wanted this Mm -hmm. it's it sucks but like you know we're doing what we can to make it work Mm -hmm. and you know 
yeah, I, I like it hurts me that my husband is out apartment shopping right now. But like, we've also kind of like reached the end of what we can do. Yeah, we came to this conclusion together, and that's kind of the thing where Elaine is expecting expecting Rachel to be a basket case. Yeah, a basket case to be, you know, emotionally distraught and all of this and yeah, no, what we're seeing is like like daughter like mother, they're both just kind of resigned in their own ways to fill their duties as best they can. Yeah. Given the circumstances. And it's not even Mandy seems more seems less active, like it is mm-hmm. just kind of a resignation mm-hmm. and and apathy obviously Mm -hmm. i think rachel's feels a little bit more at peace yes i would definitely say so like it's not like uh like this is just the way things have to go it's like a no like i've been struggling with this for a while and things have been hard Mm -hmm. but like i get how we got here and it's gonna be okay definitely the the we i get how we got here and the fact that we're here isn't fun but it's like okay this happened because x y and z also happened and if i can't control this i can't really control much of that either and so yeah yeah it's it's great yeah and it it definitely lends itself to what her character does later in the episode Mm -hmm. which great writing by paul mccusker yep and there's three three plot i mean it's all one plot but there's three different right. we we, we follow sets. three different people because we have so we have the the rachel and elaine mm-hmm. and then obviously mandy narrating to herself and mm-hmm. then later with connie um and then we now jump to david and his dad and steven mm-hmm. in chicago yeah. they're staying at a hotel or whatever mm-hmm. i guess outside of chicago but um he uh he's dragging his feet mm-hmm. to go out house hunting yes and, certainly um he he's he's being quippy mm-hmm. about it in a way that is fun but he mm-hmm. comes out of the bathroom and his dad's like you spent all that time in there and you still like you, you look, look the same <laughs> right and he's like i spent 10 minutes on this bedhead look i was like yeah no i've been there <laughs> excuse me would you mind if i just take my perfectly combed hair and tease it just enough so i look disheveled i would like to look like just 60 percent disheveled 80 percent is unruly and i look unkept but but a 60 percent disheveled is 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 a sexy number you know it's a sexy amount of disheveled yeah yeah and the thing that i i had a hard time interpreting whether david was excited or not to be in chicago and so, maybe David doesn't know. But. I, I was going to say, I think this part is very well crafted kind mm-hmm. of in that. But it's the, this is like, D- David's made it clear of like, you know, if we're stuck between choosing one or the other, like I'm going with dad to Chicago, that sounds great, mm-hmm. you know. But this, I think, plays into just like the degree to which that is showmanship. mm and also the he's been a you know a moody teenager acting out yeah. for a while and that's not because he was stuck in a small town no and that's not because things were unresolved with his parents that's just like that's where he's at and so where he was you know excited for this as the new opportunity 
mm-hmm. when he's in that opportunity, he's still going to be a moody teenager. Right. Yeah. Like, like he's not, he doesn't fundamentally change. It's not like, oh, all the things that I want lined up because mm-hmm. the source of this is not like he doesn't want his parents living in separate towns. He was like, if they're going to do that, I want to go with dad. That's the better option. But then now that he's actually experiencing that reality, he's like, oh, this also sucks. Yeah, this is not good. (laughs) It just sucks differently. Mm -hmm. It's maybe the less sucky of two sucky options. Mm -hmm. But like, I think, I think that that, I mean, honestly, everyone's performances are good, but like, I think, I think he does a good job portraying that kind of, it's a different, I mean, it's a different variation on the theme of apathy that we're talking mm. about. Well, and it just, it teases out the emotional complexities in so few lines that, like, Mandy gets to monologue and we get to really understand how she's feeling mm-hmm. and why she feels that way because she's telling us. But David tells us pretty much the same amount, maybe a little less, um, just in a lot fewer lines with the way that those lines are spoken and how they are used in the scenes to create tension between characters and everything is it that's just a great job just a great siege yeah um i'm sorry did you say siege yeah it's from uh ellen partridge alpha papa okay if brennan's listening to this episode he'll be laughing hysterically right now okay good um good for brendan <laughs> Uh, yeah, then, uh, we get, we go back to Mandy monologuing mm-hmm. on her, on her bike. Mm, I did how... do that. I did monologue mm-hmm. on a bike. Did you yeah, do that? Probably. Yeah. That, that I... seems, I spent a lot of time on a bike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You do that alone. Once again, before earbuds are a thing mm-hmm. where like now if I bike, I'm listening to a podcast. Yes. Delightful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can have earbuds just play, like, ambient music, and then you have, like, a backing track for your own narration. Sure. Not what I do. Fair. Fair. Okay. I I, I can't say I do it regularly, but I have done it a couple of times, and I've been like, oh, it's fun, because it's, like, the thing that I'm doing. Huh? But, yeah, she's she's biking down the street. She's going to get away from it all, you know? She's, she's going to spread her <laughs> ring, wings and fly, and then her tire gets a flat. Yeah. Rest in peace. Flat and, uh, tire. Yep. And Connie just is is there. Is there it's because Connie. Because Connie and she was oh, heading oh. to Wits End to open yep. up. The kids will be waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This concept. She's running late to get to Wits End. It opens at nine on mm. a Saturday. Good Wonderful. to know. Yeah. Um but she's like, I, I got to get there sooner. The kids will start piling up at the door. I just love this idea that kids are like getting up at 9 a.m. on a Saturday and like we got to get to Wits End right when it opens so that we can have ice cream at 9 a.m. Yep. <laughs> so we can ex- wait in line while kids go on a three hour adventure or imagination station adventure and we just have to sit out here. <laughs> yep. We can go into the Bible room and see the Noah's Ark display, or we can be traumatized by history through VR experiences. Yeah. All before 12 a.m. And honestly, if you're in like, you know, first through fourth grade, I feel like it's pretty normal for kids that age to get up pretty early even on weekends and like watch cartoons and stuff sure so i'm thinking this is like the third thing you know they got up they had a bowl of cereal (laughs) they watch cartoons they're going to work now they're they're just they want to be let in 
<laughs> oh yeah it's but, like when uh, the elevator doesn't work at work but yeah <laughs> wits wits away for the weekend um and uh but connie's like you know he has tools to patch your tire just like mm-hmm. you know walk with me i haven't seen you around for so long yeah you know and i mean he's like oh no, no, no i've been you know i've been around you know whatever and connie's like connie's like no you around haven't. where <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And then Connie has to to run on ahead, mm-hmm. um, and Mandy stays behind. You know, continues to walk to wit's end, but she starts monologuing about just like not wanting to answer any questions, and yeah. so just like avoiding people. Yeah. And boy, have I been there. <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> like that is, I mean, that's the end of any relationship that people knew about mm-hmm. outside of you know, yeah. Where you just are like, oh, I introduced this person I was dating to all these people, and now I no longer speak to that person, so I gotta tell all, all these people, people. <laughs> about this, and they're gonna ask questions and whatever, yep. and just, like, there's so many variations of that, just, like, ick. It, well, yeah, and it just, that that thing that hangs over every conversation, where it's like, like, Shock Squad, I recently got a new job. And that is very exciting, and I'm into it. And for the most part, I'm happy to talk about it. But sometimes it is just like a weird thing that hangs over the conversation mm-hmm. where I'm like, all right, like at a certain point, I have to tell this person because otherwise, like, I feel bad that they're not in the loop. Yeah. At the same time, I do not want every conversation I have for the next month to be this. Yeah. No, and and I definitely feel that it- I think new jobs, breakups, or um, school transfers are just mm. all miserable in that right. respect. Any, it's like, oh, any so, what's your major kind yeah, of deal. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I did this, and then I did this, and well, well, what made you do that? And I'm like, well, it's a combination of a lot of things, and I just, yeah. I have to figure out how to tell you this over brunch, and I don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> it's funny, like, the new job thing is, like, I love having those conversations with people who I'm not particularly close to because it's Mm -hmm. such an easy conversation to have. Oh, yeah, definitely. But then I'm like, but those are the people who need to know least. Mm -hmm. Where it's the people who are really, who are, like, important in my life. I'm, like, less interested in talking about with it because I'm like, ah, we've got other stuff that's more fun to talk about than this. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. (laughs) You want to keep the priorities straight. Yeah. That's why I haven't told you guys, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's he's protecting you, Chuck yeah. Squad. I'm just 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 keeping you out of the loop because you know there are things I'd rather talk to you about, like Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And the next scene. So yeah, then we cut to the prayer conference, and the pastor is talking about pastor. I don't know. Speaker is talking speaker. about the importance of prayer together. Thankfully, yeah. we have a uh, white man talking to all the women about this prayer. <laughs> really bummed me out because for as bad as christianity can be with representation women's retreats are like the one time where nobody has any problem with a woman leading it yeah exactly and here we've got a dude (laughs) right because it's like well we can't have women in leadership over men but if it's a woman in leadership over other women then it's fine Mm -hmm. but then it's like no no we're still just gonna have a dude do this yes because they need to be told what's right and her husband isn't in the situation so you know it's got to be a man that helps her figure it out um that being said i I also here here's my here's my personal headcanon Uh which is 
I think that uh, that Bill Mayer is playing the same character as in 60-something, that this is Jim Reeves, because oh. Jim Reeves was, like, dude who, like, ran a halfway yes. house. Yes, yes, And yes. the pivot in the 10-plus years between those episodes, 15 years, maybe more, of, like, pivoting from guy who runs a halfway house to guy who speaks at a retreat center. Oh, that, that pipeline is it's so good so strong and he can he can you know be up there on stage talking about when he was you know on drugs yeah oh definitely how how bad that was what the 60s were like yeah and and how little he prayed and yeah i mean the big thing obviously (laughs) it's just the he beats it over the head uh it's just the importance of prayer you know he talks about the benefits of prayer for personal um personal development and then also the the benefits of prayer in a couple situation which i i definitely agree with i think that prayer as a couple activity is one of the most special and unique things that like Mm -hmm. christian couples can do together that like secular couples just don't i mean the closest thing you're gonna get to that is like maybe tripping shrooms together and being lucky that you both have a similar experience (laughs) like there's just not there's not really anything to compare it to um and so it it, is again hard to hear from the lens of rachel who's going through all of this him saying all this was such nonchalance it's and it's uh, the like cavalier yeah <laughs> it's it's the it's also the absolutes he's dealing in yes where he's basically if just you like don't dot, right dot, dot. he's like he's like right you know if you don't pray together how could you stay together mm-hmm. and if you do stay if you do pray together like you won't drift apart yeah and it's like buddy like relationships end for a ton of uh, reasons yeah and i agree cool to pray with your partner big fan of that like absolutely in camp that is cool but also not in camp like yeah like her relate like the weirdness of of how this episode spins things exactly where it's like I can believe that this is a component to the problems that they have been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's almost pitched as, oh, this was the problem. And I'm excited to see how the next episode brings balance to that. Because I don't think the like I don't think the answer to all of their problems and why they have ever yeah. had any problems is prayer yeah i think that that's like a component it's interesting to see that explored Mm -hmm. but like if the resolution is just like they pray together and then they move back in together Mm -hmm. and they go on with their lives i'm gonna be mad i'm gonna be so mad that was the only part about this episode i didn't like was that like she gets scared and then she realizes that she wants to get back together which is great and wonderful and that's important um but like yeah it just it, I she don't, has been praying the whole time. And I don't. There was all I, I of just, that. <laughs> I just don't want this to be flattened down to a one-dimensional issue and solution. Yeah, yeah. A plug-in, a plug-in play. Like, well, you just weren't praying. 
duh, it's not going to work. Now that you start praying, it's going to work again. Right. right. And so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the next episode handles that well. It was just gave Fingers me a crossed. little <laughs> a little pause with some of the stuff that plays out in this one where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yep. I hope they don't. I hope they don't make this like an easy one step process. Definitely. Um, and like I said, so that, that scene does conclude with Rachel hearing him talk about prayer and getting very upset. And you can hear her leaving, um, leaving the conference room or whatever, which yeah, I don't know when the last time you got uncomfortable during a sermon and had to walk out was, but it's not a fun time. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah definitely hits home the sound engineering for it is Mm -hmm. wonderful um and then we go right to wit's end with connie and mandy um mandy's patching her tire and connie is just being the kindest most loving understanding person yeah and uh yeah and just starts talking about (laughs) yes connie starts talking about like the ways in which she can relate to this that she tried to escape um and that she worked really hard to not let the broken relationship of her parents affect her relationship with her parents Mm -hmm. or her relationship with other people, which, yeah, I really appreciated from Connie here. Definitely. Like, that is just such sage advice. And, like, the... Like, and I love that she says, like... Like, the way she says it implies, like, that was not easy. That took a lot of work Mm -hmm. and, like, is going to take you a lot. Like, that is an active thing Mm -hmm. that you have to do in order to not just grow bitter. Mm -hmm. Like, that is, like, kind of the antidote. You do the work. Right. The antidote to your apathy is, like, hey, like, you got to put work into maintaining those relationships because yeah if especially in a situation where it's like you're living with your your mom in odyssey while Mm -hmm. your dad and brother are in chicago like if you know these past two years have taught everyone a thing it's just like that the difficulty of maintaining a relationship when you don't have regular contact yeah face to face is just so tough Mm -hmm. and i yeah i i'm just like that is right just good advice from connie of like this takes effort but is well worth it yeah well and she's talking to her she's not talking down to her as somebody who has the answers but she is somebody who has the answers because she's been through it and so it comes across as sage and supportive and loving but also empathetic yes and she that's what i was gonna say is she is not it's not wit coming down from like this is right you should know the this. answers yeah. it is someone being incredibly empathetic to your situation knowing mm-hmm. what you've gone like knowing what you're going through mm-hmm. and trying to come alongside you to make it easier mm-hmm. definitely definitely and yeah just the way that she talks about hope and yeah. hoping not in a naive way that mandy did before that everything was just going to go back to the way that it was and they're going to get back together and it's going to be fine um but just remaining hopeful for the future that there are still good things 
yeah. that they yeah. look that the good things can come from this that um that we don't know yet and that we can keep our eyes peeled to to hopefully find and see that uh it won't affect her relationship with her parents or um i mean it definitely will but like it that it wouldn't destroy her relationship with her parents or with other people and yeah. things like that and yeah yeah i mean and it's in the helping profession you see plenty of people who go through negative life experiences mm-hmm. like that and it destroys they carry that that hurt that they experience with them and it destroys their relationships with their family or with their loved ones yeah yeah, yeah well and the other the other thing connie says that really struck home is she says resignation is not the same mm. as acceptance. So good. And so I was like, good. that is just a great line. And I needed to hear right. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that. this was one of the episodes of Odyssey that I felt like I got a lot out of. I was like, wow. You you do be right, though. Yeah. yeah. Is it, it is what it is as resignation. You know? You can just be like, I, I don't have control over the situation. But acceptance is, is a certain amount of vulnerability and, and, and embrace mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 an active choice mm-hmm. in a way that resignation is not. Yeah. Ah, excellent, excellent line from Dylan. Well done. There's just uh, wisdom flowing from all corners this episode. Yeah. And yeah, so Mandy kind of brushes Connie off. Like, it. it's one of those things where it's like she doesn't. Like, she hops back on her bike, and she's going again. Yep. Like, it's not... Freedom! Yeah, she... you're not hearing anything I'm saying. Oh, right. yeah, I am. Bye. <laughs> right. Then she gets out the door. She's yep. super excited, starts narrating again. The, the the wind beneath her wings, and then she gets hit by a car. <laughs> right. In Odyssey. Yep. This child got hit by a car. Yep. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's that's... Right, we just hear the sounds of yeah. that. Yeah, we um, don't even know what's happened. No, I mean, we, we know what's happened, but we don't know what... The, I knew she crashed her bike. Right. I, I thought that she, like, fell into a stream or oh, something. Oh, no, I... That was definitely... Metal on metal. <laughs> well, there was definitely, like, sound of, like, a car. I missed that. That's all right. Um, this is what happens when I don't listen through twice. Meanwhile, in Chicago... Chicago. That's my uh, Home Alone 3 uh line reading right there wonderful you so. can find dylan at uh dylan james weaver on indeed.com i i uh i do i do love home alone 3 recently rewatched that over the holidays great time great okay. flick i've never seen it and the one villain goes chicago chicago and i think about it Every, Every time, time you I read say the word. Chicago. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Um. <laughs> Make sure you cut in the clip from Home Alone 3 to play over wow, that. Wow, that would be good. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard, would it? Rip the MP3 audio, find uh, it. Look, mm-hmm. It's doable. It's doable. Do I feel like putting that much effort in? Probably no, not. not at all. <laughs> but it's doable. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> the longer we make this, the more you're going to feel like you have to. Uh, we are going to Chicago. So it, it's it's a conversation then with uh, David and Steven and mm-hmm. this real, real estate, estate agent, agent who is like 
just a a stereotype of a man, but yeah. in a way that is like it's fun. You know, like, he's funny. He's he's definitely like uh, I don't know. Maybe huckster feels like the wrong word. No, he is kind of, but he's he's that guy who, and I I don't know if you've experienced this kind of person in your life, but the the guy who very clearly can't read the room. Oh yes, of I like, have one of those in my family. Of like, I am that person in my family. <laughs> <laughs> he like he has he has his standard jokes mm-hmm. that he's always gonna make and his mm-hmm. standard you know personality and whatnot but he can't code switch so he just is unlike yeah. paul he is one thing to all people <laughs> <laughs> we've got the duality of man represented in this episode <laughs> Also, excellent callback, Dylan. That's a great comedic. <laughs> but, like, it's... It, so, he, yeah, he's got this thing where it's like he can't quite figure out how to relate to these people. Mm-hmm. And so he just keeps doing, like, ah, divorce, right? Am I right? Women. Am I so, right? So, like, it's... It's... Uh, it's it's bad. Well, but it's like, like... But it's so real. Yeah. Well, David and... and um. Steven are like clearly like kind of going through it because David's like being a lot more cynical and snarky and quippy and all the other words yeah. that describe that. Well, um, and yeah, so he because he 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 is yeah talking about it and you know he's like oh yeah we you know we see your kind all the time you know being in the real estate business <laughs> like you know separated might as well be divorced. I just like sold I sold Kanye West a house last week. <laughs> I you know we we there's constantly divorce and you know separation is just is just part of that and yeah. you know I I've, I'm you on go my third wife yeah. or whatever and like it's oh my first wife was a Christian that was a real hassle because she didn't want to get a divorce I'm, I'm glad you want... guys yeah and then he's like I'm glad I'm glad you guys have become more open to that as yeah. time's gone on. <laughs> You're just like everybody else. And then David's like, hear that, Dad? We're just like everybody else. Yep. It's it's really it's really good. And it mm-hmm. just it it's a it's like the anti Elaine. Oh yeah. So like oh, it's Rachel, the opposite. Yeah. Rachel is like going like thinking about these things because she's spending time with like a good friend and on this retreat. Yeah. And Steven's thinking through these things because he's seeing like the worst outcomes. <laughs> yeah. And like the like he's trapped in real estate purgatory. Like, Ra- like right. He like Rachel's character Rachel's like, oh man, look at how good things could be. And Steven's like, oh man, look at how bad things have become. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can't. No way. No way, Jose. Am I really gonna try and do this? Yeah, yeah. He he talks about like he he he's like, oh, what's the proximity to churches and the real estate agent is like, is like, oh, you didn't tell me you wanted that. I don't know. We'll factor that in. Yeah. Anyways, off to a trailer park. Yeah. How do you feel about a trailer park? <laughs> what? They go, they go from this house that's like it's got three bedrooms and i'm like there's no way steven can afford this too hey let's go to a trailer park and i'm like did he give this real estate agent no parameters yeah did yeah he just say no like parameters. i would like a roof near chicago <laughs> go i i yeah i 
<laughs> I need to be within an hour of a commute. <laughs> but but yeah, the the thing that comes out that Stephen says like during this is just like we get the idea that he is still he's not un- operating under an assumption of divorce. Mm, definitely. Like, yeah. When like when this real estate agent is like, you know, hey, you know, separation always leads to divorce. He's like, no, it no. doesn't have to. But then I think the interesting flip side is when when David's like, hey, like, do we do we want somewhere for mom to stay? And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't think your mom's going to be coming up. Exactly. So it's like he is he's still he very much it, it feels like, OK, the time has past like we we can't make things up any like we're no longer able to make things up this Mm -hmm. isn't gonna work but i can't let go of it no definitely yeah because losing a marriage is like losing a child i mean not to the same extent that there was a entirely existent you know human being but yeah especially if you have had children and things like that like you... Speaking from experience. Oh, yes, here, I've, I've had eight children, and uh, you know, four of them are already out of the nest, and I can really say that uh, <laughs> I've learned so much. But no, I, I think that, yeah, like when, when, when you've lost that kind of relationship, especially one that you've built over so many years with so many layers of relationship and personal growth on top of each other, when you try and separate and pull that apart, it's like uh, it's like the two phone books that the mm. Mythbusters try to pull apart with tanks <laughs> that are just layered, layer onto the layer. It's yeah, it, it's not gonna come apart prettily, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it it's that like the thing. Well, the thing that like any of us go through whenever there's any sort of like a break in relationship that's like a hard one. Yeah, like the drifting over time is one thing, but mm-hmm. the like. I once was, like, I was very close to this person, and then for whatever reason, like, the next day I am not. Mm-hmm. And the, like, grappling with that and the difficulty it is. Yeah. And even more so if you have lived together, raised two children together. File like... taxes together. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, a- anything. Yeah. You didn't have to buy toilet paste. Uh, toilet paste. Toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paste by Andrew Sabo coming to a store near you. Use it for your teeth or for your job. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Look, they're both white. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and with the, like, the four-in-one body wash, hair wash, shampoo, conditioner situation. Right. All-purpose Why why is it not also toothpaste? Why is my shampoo not (laughs) Not toothpaste? Not toothpaste, duh. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, you could probably get away with putting some of those uh like those microfiber beads in it that um that they use for exfoliating things you could put that in and then that's just essentially toothpaste but for your body so might as well crest if you're listening to this tell me how possible it is yeah look we know you're all owned by unilever anyways so this should be easy yeah right i mean like i don't even think you need to do too much R&D <laughs> to make this happen. I'm sorry. I just remember that Unilever also owns Hellman's Mayo. And then I was <laughs> like, what if? <laughs> <laughs> Shampoo, body wash, mayo. Condiment. I mean, I think once we can get body wash that is also toothpaste, the jump from making that into mayonnaise is going to be a lot smaller. Because <laughs> if it can go in the mouth one way, it can definitely be consumed. 
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. (laughs) Dylan and Andrew won't be able to finish it, as they have both died. (laughs) we back back on uh the the riley farm mm-hmm. rachel has a daydream about her wedding yeah a, a day nightmare yeah a, a, oh Flashback? a daymare oh okay all right i'm here for it Coin which is it. weird i've never thought about where does the mare in nightmare come from i can't make up anything that sounds right yeah time know. to google it oh interesting a mare being a uh, an evil female spirit mm. thought to lie upon and suffocate sleepers. Interesting. An so, old English term for an evil spirit that was supposed to settle on a sleeper's chest, call it causing a feeling of suffocation. Very interesting. I was so scared during my sleep that it felt like a horse had sat upon me, and therefore we have nightmares. Huh. English. How about that? wild so yeah so she has a daymare mm-hmm. about her wedding mm-hmm. and the yeah uh, it, it ending in the punchline of you know rather than till death to us part right only when you stop wanting to <laughs> yep yeah and obviously rachel corrects her and is like no it's not this which is Again, one of my more ick feelings with the episode where it's like, well, you said you were going to do this, so you can't get divorced because you ever said those words once. And I understand that that is... I understand a vow. Vows are important. They are very, very, very important. But also, even the mainstream church at this point has acknowledged the fact that a policy of no divorce ever is bad. Yeah! Like, that's not... uh, Unless you're Catholic, and then yeah. you have annulment, and like I'm sure there's some branches of Christianity that are that are very, but like I feel like general evangelical Christianity is not pro-divorce, but acknowledges that it is sometimes the solution. Yeah, well, definitely, and and I don't even think that these like the the Strasburgs are the so like it makes a lot of sense that they would get back together, get, considering mm. the problems and the way that they are addressed. Um, yeah. We'll see next episode. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh and then right. And then this is this is when Elaine comes out mm-hmm. and then they have the conversation yeah. about um She says, yeah, You're about... gonna have to talk about it sometime because in the car earlier she tried to bring it up and Rachel was very yeah. not really engaging and now we're getting Rachel much more vulnerable. Rachel does is just like, look, you can get back into the conference. Like, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. And Elaine's like, no. No. <laughs> we're going to actually, like, like let's no. actually talk. Look, I can see that you are in pain and need to talk. You have Let a bucket on here. your head. Let me take it off. <laughs> She's at the bottom of the well. Exactly. There are two ditches. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny, Andrew. Good callback. <laughs> Thank you. See that that that's that's a callback to you. So good callback to me. So I still win. I'm gonna have a nightmare. Daymare. I feel like there's a horse on my chest. <laughs> oh, so so yeah. Um, and Rachel's just like, yeah, but we're past like the point of mm-hmm. return, mm-hmm. and it's like, she's like, yeah, but if you're having, Elaine's like, if you're having second thoughts, you need to at least 
have that conversation with Steven. Which is wonderful. Excellent. Good, good advice. Stupendous advice. And I think a lot of friends, especially within the secular sphere, would be like, no, don't. <laughs> Just mm. run the other way. Like, you've already gotten this far. You've ripped the Band-Aid off. He's out of the house. Just move on. You know, it's what everybody else is mm. doing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. But I, yeah, Elaine, I think... Elaine recognizes that the relationship is more than that and that they can have those conversations. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like we keep saying, it's not as though there aren't circumstances in which, but, like, these are two people who are going through a rough spell, but who, Mm -hmm. like, we're starting to see in these episodes, like, in this episode, like, the attachment they still have to each other. Yeah. And that that's more than just, like, person who I, like, cohabitated with for a long period of time, but is, like person who i still have like feelings for yeah and like i feel deeply connected to as a person and raising kids together and believing that you're going to spend the rest of your life with them is a very good reason to feel connected to somebody yeah yeah and it's right it's it's also it's not elaine saying oh well if you're still feeling that you need to like get back together you need to make him come back to you it's her being like Look, if you're having these thoughts, talk about yeah, them. Just... Because, like, you're saying it's too late. You guys don't even have lawyers yet. Yeah. Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like it's too late because it has gotten to a place that it hasn't gone before. Yeah. But it's not too late. Yeah. Which is really cool. And great advice from her as a friend. It's not too late. It's never mm-hmm. too late. It's um... my skillet reference for the day. Shout out to the people who also grew up listening to skillet i'm sure there are some who listen to this podcast i and i'm sorry for you yeah but if you do tweet at us tell us your favorite skillet album if it's not the first one i will say you're wrong but i you know wait you like the you like the skillet skillet album is that the one with comatose on it no 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 Comatose is c- correct, the best. Okay, Comatose is, yeah. Skillet yeah, album. Yeah. That is not their first album. Oh. They have like four albums before that. Don't listen to any of those. Just listen to Comatose. <laughs> Forget everything else exists. <laughs> Don't be curious by the fact that they came back in like 2018 and put out another album. Leave it alone. <laughs> it's, 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 it's within arm's reach from me right now, folks. Comatose? Yeah. Oh, God. can you? Can you grab that? Like I, I used to have it on CD. That was like a staple of the Walkman. They're not the Walkman. Oh yeah, mm, the kid holding the plug. Oh. Pilot TV is on the back. Oh, so angsty. I love it. Rebirthing. Last night. Oh yeah. I have seen Skillet live so many times. Yep, I think I think they are my most seen band. Switchfoot's my most seen band, but Skillet is perhaps ins- Yeah. I don't know if I was ever at a purely Skillet show, but I saw them at... They headlined so many Christian music festivals. Yeah, exactly. And they were a band that I really liked that did mm-hmm. that, so I always like went out of my way yeah, to definitely. catch them. But um, Anyways, this has been uh, the Skillet Criminal. <laughs> Next week, we will talk about Skillet, but it will only be recipes. 
Um, yeah, well, we just talk about a different skill at every time. <laughs> That's our next, new next week will be cast iron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the week after that... Mexican skillet, the, 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 the dish. Beautiful. Excellent. We've got at least three episodes planned out. That's Perfect. More than the Subscribe. Uh, Andrew Sabo podcast. <laughs> Subscribe to our 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 new uh, our new our new bonus show. <laughs> Pay us an additional amount of money this week in skillets. <laughs> if you get that joke, tweet at Andrew. Yes, please. Don't tweet at Dylan. He'll get mad. Um, uh, you can always tweet at me, Chalk Spot. <laughs> Sorry. I love you guys. Shouldn't feed such lies. I, I I desperately need your affirmation. Tweet at me every day of the week. I need to be reminded that there's at least one person that listens to this. <laughs> Man, this is the loosest episode we've had in a while. I know. I know. I'm curious to not see. Not a light one. <laughs> no, not at all. Um so so yeah, then, then we get to the, the dark part of this episode, mm-hmm. which is uh Mandy in the hospital with a broken leg. Maybe a concussion. Mm-hmm. She can't. This doctor rem- doesn't seem to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the, the the nurse not doing a good job. They did an assessment is- and they found out her leg was broken and she had some bruises and cuts. And then she gets up and said her head hurts and she's like, "Oh, well, you might have a concussion too." And I'm like, she's- "She got hit by a car and you didn't check for a concussion." She's no Doctor Graham. This no nurse Fillmore. No, not at all. Age has really, really benefited her. <laughs> and yeah, she. Uh, she doesn't remember what her mom's number is or like mm-hmm. she's struggling to get it she does eventually get it out mm-hmm. um but, but the, she doesn't know her dad's number right and the numbers at the house yep. and her delivery of that line just my heart dropped into my lower intestine mm-hmm. yep she's like oh my it's it's in that yeah. house and then andrew had to go to the hospital and then to deal I with the to fact that his heart was, was in, in my... his lower intestine yeah you know how hard it is to get not your heart not out the of larger colon? the small but the lower the lower intestine <laughs> that's that's your colon right it's your lower intestine <laughs> sure andrew i'm pretty sure um and yeah, then the thing that genuinely stuck with me and terrified me as a child, mm. which is because this is so visceral. Oh, that is, she broke her leg and she can't get pain medicine. Right. She can't get painkillers because she doesn't have a parent there and she's yeah. underage. Yeah. And you can hear her in genuine pain. And Arya Curzon doing a great performance, but like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was very tough for me as a child who had a, you know, a lot of affection for Mandy Mm -hmm. and now is seeing her in pain and there's nothing that can be done about it. And the nurse's bedside manner is not great. No, not at all. There is very little support. She's very uh, blunt, rough around the edges. Like, Mandy's 12. 13? Yes. Like, yep. she's still in the pediatric wing. This kid shows up in the pediatric wing alone, and you're like, ah, you'll be fine. I mean, yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure she's in the ER because yeah. of, you know, being I'm rushed ready. to a hospital because she Certainly. got hit by a car yeah. on a bike. A I also, I think the weirdness of, like, we're not sure who was at fault is bizarre. No, I mean, she was on a bike. It was definitely the person in the car, right? I mean, I every time I get behind the wheel of the car, I think if I hit anybody not in the car, it is going back to me. Yeah, yeah. It is just... Pedestrians, it, 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 bikes, Amish buggies, none of it. Yep. Yeah. 
You ever worry, you ever like hit a crossroads where a buggy's at and you're mm-hmm. like, and, it, and they move enough that you're just like, what would be the outcome if a buggy ran into me? <laughs> what would be the outcome if I got rear-ended by a horse? <laughs> no, like side, like if I get oh. T-boned by a horse. Oh. How do we deal with that? Um... I think it depends on how much damage the horse does. I mean, if it's just like a bonk situation, you might be able to just go the other way. I mean, certainly the Amish don't have insurance, so <laughs> I don't know how you deal with that. Yeah, yeah. This is just this go is, home and get some of your intersection of of uh, of Mike Birbiglia's my girlfriend's boyfriend and John Mulaney's horse in a hospital. Exactly. This is the wonderful crossover that only the, Dylan was waiting it's for. The culinary <laughs> way of describing it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, no, but. That being said, it is horrible hearing her in so much pain. And, like, oh, yeah. the throbbing pain of a broken bone is just Yeah, especially brutal. femur. Worst yeah. bone to break. Yeah. Is that what she broke? I mean, I mean leg. That leg yeah. But I'm going with femur just because it, it sounds even more painful. It's the most painful, I think. Um, and then she, the doctor says, you've, tra- uh, you've suffered a trauma. And Mandy laughs and she says, yeah, you're telling me. Which got me so good. <laughs> It's like this kid. Yeah. This kid doesn't know what kind of fire she's slinging right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the we we cut to to Rachel and Elaine, and mm-hmm. she Rachel does get the call. So Mandy was able to get the number right. Yep, and um, she has a cell signal at the Timothy mm-hmm. Center, which is an act of God. Yes, and like which is very cool. Yeah, I'm like I'm into it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a li- like it. They do a great job of making it of not underlining that. And not making it cheesy mm-hmm. to where I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, where, where she's it's just like, like, oh, I don't normally get a signal out here. Right. Hello? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then the episode just freaking ends. Yeah, it ends it with is, them leaving. It's a wild end. to. It, it's mm-hmm. an end to a scene, not an end to an episode. Yes. No, definitely. I... While I was prepping this, I looked back and I was like, there's only a minute left? What? <laughs> oh, I was just like, wait, did my phone just stop? Like, did the app just quit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That is where the episode ends. Well, and I think it's a full 24 or 25, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a, it's got it's got decent, decent length on yeah, it. Yeah, no. But, but yeah, man, that's, that's, that's the part episode. one. Boy, it's solid. Big fan. What's it rated on the club? It has a 92 on the wiki. Okay, all right. That's... Fair. Yeah. I mean, it, it you know deserves better, but it's yeah, it's only only within yeah. the cosm of the wiki. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm excited to to listen to part two, um, because I know broad strokes where it's going, but I'm curious about just yeah, like everything in this show, revisiting it through the way I think about things now yes, and through certainly. analysis and whatnot, and seeing like does it solve the minor because the, the the minor gripes I have with this episode can be solved by next episode mm-hmm. pretty succinctly yep. so i'm Easily. really really excited for that um excited to drag you nerds along with us yeah uh anything anything you, you want to plug this week andrew um actually yes so the bible project has an app and it's very good uh i just got it the other day i think i got an ad for it or something and i I've been following the Bible Project for a long time. They do great videos on YouTube that um, approach interpreting the Bible in a very comprehensive way that I think uh, 
when you grow up going to churches and learning about the Bible within a denominational theology, you get certain aspects of it more than others, and that's hmm. all fine and beneficial, but I think um, just from a general approach to Scripture, like if I wanted to try and educate a non-believer about the book of john i would send them a bible project Mm. video um but it's a very it's a great app it has all of the videos that they've put out they're all free it has a couple translations of the bible with videos integrated into it so like if you read something uh during like if you read genesis 1 talks about creation you can tap on a button and watch their video series that they did it on creation very very interesting good resource um cool people behind it very smart yeah if you i mean if you're looking for something beyond the U version bible app highly recommend bible project yeah yeah bible project not to be confused with the truth project different <laughs> do not confuse very different they will get upset <laughs> uh, i don't know that for sure i've never done it but i uh, feel like they would <laughs> My uh my my random plug for this week uh is uh watch Marriage Story. Yeah, definitely. Um definitely as we've been talking through divorce and all of that. Uh oh. Noah Bombach, one of my favorite filmmakers, made Woo. a fantastic movie for Netflix called Marriage Story. It stars people you know and like it is very well shot, great performances, fantastic dialogue. Just it, incredible. It is, it was produced by Netflix, so you can stream it on Netflix no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend. Big, big old recommend from from Dylan and Andrew here. If you're in a uh, you know divorce mood, yes. Well, I mean, just I mean, you want two hours of compelling, character-driven story arc about relationships. It's stupendous yep. the dialogue is wonderful uh, the ending will shock and surprise you but also give you a warm hug in an mm-hmm. uh, unexpected way it's yeah. delightful highly yep. recommend all right and uh with all that being said we will be back next week for episode 627 life in the third person part two bye guys bye wadfam chalk pod is a presentation of the Linux podcast co-op this show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Life in the Third Person Part 2 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fan Chalk Pod.